So today's daf is going to be. Uh, we are we got up to the Mishnah on Lamed Amud Aleph towards the bottom. So today's daf is Lamed and Yoma, but we're sort of towards the bottom half of the uh, of the Amud with the new Mishnah. In Adam uh, a person is not allowed to go into the Azara, into the courtyard of the Beit Hamikdash for any kind of service, any kind of involvement. Uh, unless he goes to the mikveh, that's a general subject. That's a general point. In other words, it's not related specifically to Yom Kippur, and it's not related even specifically to Kohanim. Rashi says, meaning a person can't go in. It doesn't have to be la'avoda even. A person just doesn't go to visit the Beit Hamikdash premises without uh, going to the mikveh. Um, and we're going to see more about this in the Gemara, what the reasoning is behind it. But then the Gemara segues into the issue of Yom Kippur again. There are five tevilot, and Asra Kiddushin. Kiddushin means that he washes the hands and the feet. It's called Kiddush Yadayim V'Raglayim. Okay, so there are five times. It's from the Kior, from the special uh, water fountain, water spouts that they had in the Bet HaMikdash. So the, there are five times that he has to do, go to the mikveh because he has to change it. Each time he changes his clothes, including the first time that he changes from big dechol that he arrives in into the initial garments that he wears for the beginning of the service. Each time he changes, he goes to the mikveh. He has to wash his hands and feet before he undresses and then he goes to the mikveh and then he puts on the new clothes and then he has to, uh, then he has to wash his hands and feet again. So it ends up being double the amount. In other words, there's double the amount of times that he, uh, that he does Tefillah, he has to uh, do and if you read uh, the Avodah, when we read the Seder Avodah of Yom Kippur uh, you see that again and again, it says Kidesh Adav Raglav, Taval Alav Nistapag Kidesh Adav Raglav, it says it many times because he does it ten times, so in any case, he has to do that Tovel Kohen Gadol Umekadesh Bobayom V'Kulan Bakodesh um all of them are done in the Beit HaMikdash. In other words, they are on the premises of the Beit HaMikdash, on the roof of the Beit HaParva, which is one of the chambers of the Beit HaMikdash. Except for the very first one, that they would spread out a Sadin Shelbutz, they would spread out a linen garment between him and the people. And he would his first the first time that he would dress would be outside actually the uh, the Beit Hamikdash not on the premises of the Beit Hamikdash so they would have to actually make a curtain for him to go um, do the tevilah so people would not see him. The Gemara is going to discuss uh, all of this much more uh, later on, but the point is that that very first tevilah that he did was done outside the Beit Hamikdash where they made a curtain around him and he would be able to immerse and do his uh, and you know and, and then put on the, uh, the the clothing enter the Beit Hamikdash put on the clothing that he needed to put on to start the Avodah everything else that he did was uh, was done on the premises of the Beit Hamikdash now the Gemara says Shalom Ben Zoma they asked Ben Zoma Tevilah Zolama what is the reason for this Tevilah they're not they weren't asking him about the Tevilah of the Kohen Gadol the Tevilah of the Kohen Gadol is part of the uh, is part of the Seder Avodah of the, of the Kohen Gadol but the Tevilah that every person has to do when they come into the Beit HaMikdash, what is the nature of it? What is the purpose of it? Because let's say a person is not Tamei, so why do they have to go to the Mikveh? You know, in other words, they're asking a question that's a logical question. I mean, if the person is Tamei, so obviously they have to go to the Mikveh before they go in. And if they're not Tamei, so why are they going to the Mikveh for what reason? Okay? So the answer is, says, You see that the Kohen Gadol, who goes from place to place within the Beit HaMikdash, 
and he's changing from holy clothing to holy clothing. He keeps having to go to the mikveh each time he changes, right? And he's going from one place to another that is all holy. In other words, everything in the Beit HaMikdash, it carries with it. If a Tameh person enters the, any part of the Beit HaMikdash, it carries with it the violation of Karait. So it's not like he's going from Chol to Kodesh. He's going from one part of the Kodesh to another part. He goes into the Kodesh of Kodeshim. He goes into the Kodesh. He goes into the Chatzir. All of these places are holy, and yet he has to go to the mikveh in between. So then, Kal he says, a person who goes from weekday, from, you know, from ordinary activities, coming into the Beit HaMikdash, so certainly, and he's going into a place, from a place that there's no prohibition of Karet to be Tameh, to a place that there is a pro- such a prohibition of Karet for a person who's Tameh, so doesn't it make sense that she'd have to go to the Mikveh? So the, basically he's saying a Kal he's saying if you see that the Kohen Gadol switches his garment, he's always in the Beit HaMikdash the whole time, and yet every time he switches his garments, and he goes from place to place, into the Kodesh, into the Kodesh Kodeshim, and so on, he has to go to the Mikveh. So, Kalvachomer, a person who comes from outside, from a non-sacred situation, a place of mundane situation, he's going into the Beit HaMikdash, he should definitely have to go to the Mikveh. That's the logic of Ben Zoma. And Ben Zoma, as we're going to see, maintains that this is a Deoraita, that a person is obligated it's a, it's a mitzvah minatoa that a person has to go to the mikveh before going into the Beit HaMikdash. Uh, and the, there's a discussion here, like the way Rashi presents it sounds like it means whether he's doing an avodah or not, it doesn't matter. Because the way that Rashi said in the Mishnah that the word lavodah is not really necessary. In other words, if a person's going to the Beit HaMikdash, according to Ben Zoma, they always have to go to the mikveh. It doesn't matter whether they were tamay or not. It's just a mitzvah that they have to do. According to Tosafot, the Tosafot here says, no, there is a difference. If the person's going to be doing an avodah, then it's doraita. If it's not with an avodah, it's just appearing in the Beit HaMikdash, it's only Durabanan, even according to Ben Zoma. But reading the pshat, according to Rashi, is he saying the mitzvah applies to a person who goes into the Beit HaMikdash because he's going from chol to kodesh. He's going from mundane to, sanct- to, to, to uh, sacred place. And therefore, just like the, the Kohen Gadol switching from garments to garments and from place to place within the Beit HaMikdash has to uh, go to the mikveh in between. So certainly a person goes from Chol to Kodesh has to do that. That's Ben Zoma. However, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Sirach Tevilah This is not a real Tevilah, according to Rabbi Yehuda. This is just a kind of a pretend Tevilah. Like we say, Sirach Tuma, when we, when we have the, um, that's the language that, the, uh, that, that we use uh, when we're talking about washing hands for bread. We wash hands for bread because, because of the similarity, so that we not come, so that the Kohanim will not come to eat their Tuma without doing Nitilat Yadayim. We watch Nitilat Yadayim every time we eat bread. Srach Tuma means it will lead to it. Okay? Atele Misrach. Misrach is to be pulled after something. It's a, in, in Aramaic. So it means it's because a person will do this Tevila. And what's the reason for the Tevila? Why does it have to go? Because the person will say... In other words, we tell the person to go to the mikveh because since the guy's going to the mikveh and he says, wait a second, why am I going to the mikveh? Oh, that's usually for Tamei people. I'm not Tamei. Oh, wait a second, I am Tamei. I forgot that. In other words, the, it, the whole idea is that the person making him go to the mikveh will make him think about whether he has any Tum'ah on his record that he needed to address. If we just let him walk in, he's not even going to be thinking about that maybe. But if we tell him to go to the mikveh, then all of a sudden he's going to be thinking, well, why am I really coming here? I'm not Tamei. Am I Tamei? Oh, wait a second, to weeks ago, I never went to the mikveh. Then he realizes that he's really Tamei, and of course, if he's Tamei, he can't just go to the mikveh and go into the Beit HaMikdash. He's actually going to have to go to the mikveh and wait another day to come back to the Beit HaMikdash, because he requires a Tevul Yom. So, that's the reason. So Rashi says, that En Kan Chova Torah, according to, uh, uh, according to uh, Rabbi Yudad, there is no real obligation 
min Torah for a person to do tevilah before they go in. El We're just we're just taking the concept of tevilah basically, pulling along the concept of tevilah. Kedesh laalot alev she'en tevilah letmein ve'latet lelibo im yesh tuma alav iskor tuma ishana shesh alav. Okay, in other words, that it's basically just a. Uh, a, a pretend tevilah. It's not really. It's not really that he needs to go to the mikveh. It's not a mitzvah in its own right, but it's just so that the person will be thinking and will remember if he actually has a tumah. So that's Rabbi Yehuda's idea. So therefore, it's not really a mitzvah tevilah. It's really just a way to remind the person in case they forgot that they were to make. Okay. What is the understanding of the kohen having to go five times? I mean, obviously, there's no. We're not up to that yet, so let's wait till we and get also, to that. Is it the same concept right. for people who go before tefillah nowadays? No. no, that's totally different. That's takanat ezra. That's but something. But takanat ezra, it was not with his wife. They go every morning before tefillah. That's just chasidut. I don't know. That has nothing to do with halacha at all. It's not the same. That doesn't even have to do with 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 anything halachic. There's no halachic reason. There's no halachic reason whatsoever to go to mikveh if a person is not tamei. Uh, even if it is, you don't have to go to the mikveh to go. You know, you think if you're completely tahor, what do you need to go to the mikveh for? Takanat Ezra took one tum'ah of all the tum'ot and said, because a person has relations with their wife, that it's datokala, he's, you know, he's, he, it's, it's not this. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a matter. Ezra wanted to create in the, in the tefillah a sense of seriousness, reverence, when you're learning Torah, there should be reverence, because it says at Har Sinai that they stood with, uh, you know, so a person should be in a state of reverence, not go from having relations to learning and praying. So he, made, he only isolated the Tum'at Keri, that's the only reason. Other, other, that's why the Gemara the Mishnah Masechet Bechot says, oh, what if a person uh, is, uh, has any other Tum'ah? They can pray. There's no problem if you're a Mitzvah and you pray. There's no problem if, you have, uh, if you're a, a Zav and you pray. Only Tum'at Keri they made Takanat Israel. But if a person's 100% Torah and they're just going to the Mikveh, either they are, you know, either it's a Midar Chasidut or they have OCD or something. Okay? So, uh, so the, um, and so in a lot of cases, it's probably the second one, unfortunately. Right? So, what is the Mechloket between Rebbe Yehuda and the uh, and, and and Ben Zoma, okay. What's the machloket? Be'ichulei avoda, right? They're arguing about whether a person who fails to do the tevilan goes in will ruin the avoda because they, they're not arguing practically. In other words, both Rabbi Yehuda and Ben Zoma are saying that you have to go to the mikveh. But Ben Zoma is saying it's a real it's a real chiyuv. You have to go, right? Rabbi Yehuda is saying no. It's just to remind you in case you remember that you forgot that you were supposed to. You know that's totally different. So so that's the so the Gemara is saying the Ben Zoma So the first proposition of the Gemara is the first suggestion is. That maybe what really the difference, because practically there's no difference. Both of them require you to go to the mikveh. So what's the practical difference? Practical difference is that according to Ben Zoma, since it's a real obligation, if you failed to do it, and then you go and you do an avodah, let's say you're a kohen and you do an avodah in the Beit HaMikdash, or you're a non-kohen and you do shechita, you're allowed to do that. So uh, it will be invalid. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, that it's only rabbinical, won't be invalid. But the Gemara says, Ulevenz Oma, mi mechil, is it really true that it will ruin the avodah? Vatani will end in a bright, the kohen gadol shalot tava velo kidesh, be beged lebeged, u ben avodah levodah, vodadok shira. Even the kohen gadol on Yom Kippur, if he skips one of the kiddush yadayim v'raglayim, or he skips one of the chamesh tevilot, the five immersions in mikveh that he's supposed to do, it doesn't ruin the, the avodah. Echad kohen gadol, echad kohen idiot. And that's true even of a regular kohen who doesn't do mikveh when he's supposed to do mikveh when he goes in. But a, a regular Kohen, 
right? Shelo kide or anyone shelo kide shadavraglav shachrit vavad avoda avoda do psula. The only time that we find that uh, that the avoda would be pasul is if the kohen or any kohen kohen or kohen gadol didn't wash their hands and feet in the beginning of the day in the morning the first time the first one that they do in the morning because it says verachazu yedehem vaklehem velo yamutu. Right, it says that they have to wash their hands and feet so that they don't die. Now that's that is talking about meaning We don't kill them, but it means that you know divine uh, divine punishment. But the idea is that it will be a posel if they don't do kiddush yadaim v'raglaim in the morning. Wash them. The first one that is me'akev that will actually invalidate avodah. But the mikveh going to the mikveh before they come in, or the kohen gadol switching between a beged and beged. Even if he doesn't do the washings between Beged and Beged, it's not going to ruin the Avodah. Only the initial one in the morning, because that first one in the morning, that one is indispensable. That one will ruin the Avodah. So you see, though, that Ben Zoma, for sure, since he learns from the case of the Kohen Gadol switching his clothing, that's where he derived the idea that everybody has to, to go to the Mikveh when they go into the Beth Mikdash. So obviously he doesn't hold that, that an ordinary Kohen who failed to go to the Mikveh when he came in in the morning, as long as he washed his hands and his feet, that it, it's not going to ruin the Avodah. So he doesn't go that far. So then what is the practical difference? Is there any practical consequence of the difference between Rabbi Yehuda and Ben Zoma? So it says, It's just a machloket about whether there's a mitzvah ase here. According to Ben Zoma, there is an actual Torah commandment, a mitzvah mina Torah, that the person has to go to the mikveh before they come in. There's no such commandment according to Rabbi Yehuda. It's only rabbinic according to Rabbi Yehuda. Okay? Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, it sounds like you would. Right, it sounds like you would. And But even according to Rabbi Yehuda, you might. Because we're going to see that he says, basically, whenever the Chachamim make a requirement of something, even if it's not the Bibli- a biblical requirement, they could have you make a bracha. L'hadik shel Shabbat. Al netilat yadayim. There's so many examples. Yeah, food bachot is, is different because food bachot is totally created by the rabbis. But even like a mitzvah, they say, Asher You say to Hashem, Asher ner shel Shabbat. Hashem never said to light a ner shel Shabbat, the rabbis made. Or say, Lahadlik ner Chanukah. For sure, the, the, Hashem did not tell Moshe Rabbeinu to light ner Chanukah. So, so that's also that's yeah. That's also a little different because there, there's a mitzvah, and the rabbis just made the standard, you yes. know, a little bit different. But you're also not saying a kiddushanu. I'm saying a I'm saying even to say a kiddushanu isn't the problem, even on a rabbinic mitzvah, right? So they they could they could make it uh, shikidishanu. It doesn't say specifically, but it sounds from the end of the gemara. I think that that there would be because uh, it's going to ask a question of are the requirements for this tefillah the same as the requirements for other tefillot. And, and and that could be because we always say call the takun rabbanan and they write the takun. Whenever the rabbis make uh, an institution, they make it to mirror the biblical concept. They don't just make up a new thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be. So it's like the way that we do sfirat omer. Even according to the people who say sfirat omer is only the rabbanan, we still say the sfirat omer, the full sfirat omer, and we you know as if it were the oraita. You know, we in the Rambam says it's the oraita, but I'm saying even according to the people who say it's only the rabbanan because we don't have the bet mikdash. Anyway, the, the point is that, what about Rabbi Yehuda? Let's go to Rabbi Yehuda. Does Rabbi Yehuda really hold of this idea that a person who is tahor, who knows their tahor, basically, wouldn't need to go to the mikveh before they go into the Beit HaMikdash. Only a person that we need to remind them, right? We're doing it only as a stopgap, so the person is reminded, right? So, according to that, we know that the mitzvah has to come after seven days 
of it, you know, of uh, purification. So he goes to the mikveh, and the next day, on the eighth day, he comes to bring his korbanot to fulfill his obligations to stop being a mitzvah already, right? So he comes to the nikanor gate, and he puts his, you know, he puts his thumbs in, you know, and everything, so they can put the uh, they can put the oil and the blood on his thumbs to purify. Now, Rabbi Yehuda says this mitzvah does not need to go to the mikveh when he comes in in the morning because he already did last night, so why does he have to go to the, the mikveh? What's the reason? Right? So, there's the reason right there. Right? In other words, Rabbi Yehuda, it's not a difficulty with Rabbi Yehuda. That actually fits with Rabbi Yehuda. Because what was Rabbi Yehuda's whole point? That you only have to go to the mikveh if there's a doubt. We want to remove, we want to make you aware so you think to yourself, oh, I was really tamay. But here it says explicitly, the only reason Rabbi Yehuda is tell, it is true that Rabbi Yehuda generally requires a person to go to the mikveh before they go into the Beit HaMikdash, and the reason is in order to make them aware in case they have any, any tumot that they have to take care of. And it says explicitly here, the reason why he's saying the mitzvah doesn't have to is because the mitzvah just went last night. So obviously, he, you know, he just, he took care of that already. He was thinking to himself that already, right? But the question is, So then why did the person who brought up this source of Rabbi Yehuda bring it up altogether? It doesn't tell you anything. It doesn't contradict Rabbi Yehuda. If anything, it supports it. He wanted to bring another source uh, that was that ma- created a problem for Abiyuda, which is Lishkata Mitzorain Tovlin, that there's a certain chamber in the Beit Hamikdash called Lishkata Mitzorain, the chamber of the Mitzorain, which is where they would go, they had a mikveh for the Mitzorain there. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Lo Mitzorain Bilvad Amru Elakol Adam. Not only for the Mitzorain, everybody has to go. Ah, so what's the problem? This Rabbi Yehuda, we said before, only says that you have to go to the mikveh to check, basically, if you're tamei or not. In other words, you're only we only tell you to go not because there's a real mitzvah to go to the mikveh, because but because that will make you think about tumah and realize if you're actually tamei. But here he says lo mitzoraim bilvad. Not only do mitzoraim have to go to the mikveh, but everybody does. So wait a second. According to Rabbi Yehuda, it should be it should be the opposite. It should be. Only everybody else needs to. Not the mitzvah, because the mitzvah just went last night. So why would he have to go again, like it said before? Why, why does Rabbi Yehuda, so it sounds like Rabbi Yehuda is agreeing, agreeing with Ben Zoma, that everybody should have to go to the mikveh when they come to the Beit HaMikdash. Not only a person who might have a safek of tum'ah. Everybody, right? So it says, La kashen, no problem. Ha de tavil. Ha, it depends. Maybe some mitzvahim, they didn't have a chance to go to the mikveh the night before, so they have to go to the mikveh now, according to Rabbi Even according to Rabbi Yehuda, they have to go to the mikveh, not because of any doubts, but because they actually have a requirement. But if that's true, then it's no good because the, the mitzvah always, whenever you go to the mikveh, you have to wait till the following sunset to be tower. So this, a normal case of mitzvah is at the end of the seventh day, but while well, it's still daytime, he goes to the mikveh, sometime on the seventh day, Right? And then that sunset completes his purification, and then the next day on the eighth day he can go. But if he never actually went to the mikveh on the seventh day, then when he goes on the eighth day, he has to wait another day before he's able to bring his korban out. He can't do it on the same day. So we can't be talking about a mitzvah that didn't go to the mikveh last night. We must be talking about a mitzvah that did go. And still Rabbi Huda is saying that he has to go again. But why would he say he has to go again? If the whole purpose is just to clear your record, to remind you, like if there's anything that you neglected about Tuman Tara, he did that already. No, we're always talking about where the mitzvah 
went to the mikveh the night before. The only thing is, sometimes he forgets about it and sometimes he doesn't. In other words, the mitzvah wasn't really thinking about it. Once he went to the mikveh, he wasn't thinking. And we ask him, so did you, are you sure between yesterday when he went to the mikveh and today you didn't have any tomorrow? I was like, ah, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was done with that stuff, you know. So then he wasn't paying attention. So maybe he became Tamei again. So he would have to go to the mikveh. And that way it will remind him if he missed anything. So it fits with Rabbi Yehuda's position. Whereas if he was very careful and vigilant since he went to the mikveh last, he wouldn't need to go again according to Rabbi Yehuda maybe because he just went. Even though they did time, even though they did Netilayim, maybe their hands were still clean. What do you mean Netilayim? Mean, when the Kohen wants to go out to the Khan, they always right. uh, wash their hands. Right. So, maybe, right. Hand, maybe, maybe right. he doesn't need to do it. Right, I mean, no, that's actually the Syrians. They have that. They they tell the Kohanim when they come in the morning. They have so many Kohanim that they tell them when you come and wash and have in mind to wash your hands, that you wash your hands, you're paying attention to your hands, and that way you go straight up. They don't go out to the, wash their hands. In, so, I, in some, I don't know if they do that in all communities, but I know some of them, they have that minhag because they, it's too much of a tirchah because they have so many Kohanim. So they just have them wash before and say, have in mind that you're covering for the... Yeah, you're right. But if they neglected it, if they got distracted, or let's say a person washes their hands even for a tzilat dime of bread. So some people, let's say they talk by accident. So a lot of times people say, oh, I have to wash again, I talked. Well, it depends. Really, it's about getting distracted. So if the person said, oh, give me the salt or bring the challah or whatever, he didn't really forget that he was doing hamotzi, so it's not really an interruption. The only reason we try not to talk is to not distract ourselves so we don't then forget that we're... If a person actually washed their hands and then forgot what they were doing, which happens, I mean, it's happened to me, I'm sure, at least a couple times in my life, that, you know, I washed my hands, and then I got distracted by something, I said, oh my gosh, I washed my hands to, 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 to eat this bagel, and I forgot to eat the bagel, I just, I went, you know, so then that's really, you have to do it again, because you, you weren't watching what you were doing, but if a person says a few words, and they, by accident, but they know what they're going to do, it's not really, it's not an issue. So, similar to Sachadat. You have to do the Bachai again in that case, because you really actually lost... The awareness of what you were doing. But if you just said a few words, you don't have to do the Bachai again. Why isn't the Gemara differentiating in the case of a Metzorah? Because the Metzorah is going to come through the Nikon or Gate. Right. So we don't have the regular crowd. Metzorah comes. I mean, right. it's not regular people coming and going, and they're right. like, oh, did you go to the Mikvah? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, well, the they don't really necessarily ask him a question, but I was just using well, it as a, a scenario. Case, but, I yeah. It's a different case than regular people. They're just trying to use an example day. of somebody who went to the Mikvah, and now he's right. being told to go again. So according to Ben Zoma, that everybody who comes, they always have to go no matter what, go to the mikveh again, so then obviously he has to go again. There's no, who cares whether you're Tahor or Tamei, it doesn't matter. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda's idea is, there's no such thing as going to the mikveh if you're not Tamei. So then why are we making this person go? Right? Ben Zoma says you go no matter whether you're Tamei or not. So we don't have to ask a question, but according to Rabbi Yehuda, that you only go if you're Tamei, so then why is this mitzvah going? You just went to the mikveh last night. Oh, it must be talking about that he wasn't careful to guard himself from Tumah after he went to the mikveh, so therefore he has to go again. But if that's true, we could take that to an extreme. Then he should have to do the parah Tumah too. Right? Why? Because he's going to have to get the third and the seventh day of Hazaah. Hazaah is the splashing of the, of the, uh, of the Paraduma. Meaning, if he really wasn't paying attention at all, maybe he went into a place that had a dead body. Who knows? Right? You're really going all the way out then. You don't know. So, we must be talking about where he didn't lose his intention, his focus. That Rabbi Yehuda will say that it depends that even though 
the person doesn't have to, if they're definitely Torah, wouldn't really have to uh, go to the mikveh again. But we do require that the going to the mikveh be with the idea that they're going to go to the Bet HaMikdash. In other words, it has to be with the proper kavanah. And if the person just went to the mikveh to remove his status of being a mitzvah, but he wasn't thinking about going to the Bet HaMikdash, that wasn't in his mind when he went. So even Rabbi Yehuda will say he should go again. So a mitzvah, even though he went yesterday to the mikveh, but he was just thinking, I'm getting rid of my tzara'at status, and I don't, uh, he wasn't thinking about the Bet HaMikdash, it wouldn't count. The person has to go with the intent of going to the Bet HaMikdash. The easiest way to solve the problem of Rabbi Yehuda is just to amend the text and put in the word lo. That no, they didn't say that the mitzvah has to go to the mikveh in the morning. Only other people, like he said before. In other words, that would make Rabbi Yehuda consistent with his statement before. We can try to reconcile the two statements and say one statement of Rabbi Yehuda when he said the mitzvah doesn't have to go. That would be talking about where he didn't have intention of going to the mikveh at the time. I'm sorry, where he does have to go is where he didn't have intention of going to the, going to the Bet HaMikdash at the time he went to the Mikveh, so it didn't count. The, uh, the, and where it says that he doesn't have to go is where he had intention the, the previous day, so there's no requirement for him to go now. Right? That's one possibility. But the other possibility is that we just amend the statement where he said, oh, not only Mitzoraim have to go, everyone has to go, and just say, Mitzoraim don't have to go. Not not only Mitzoraim. Change it to, they don't have to go. Why don't they have to go? Because the Mitzorah just went yesterday. Why does he have to go again? Assuming that he stayed aware of what he was doing, he guarded himself from Tum'as since then, what's the reason to go to the Mikveh? There's no reason. Right? So that, according to Rabbi Yudah, there's no such reason. Right? No Tum'ah between this time he went to Mikveh until... He has to guard himself. I mean, if he says, I don't really know, I, I wasn't careful, so then, then, then anything goes. Yeah, he has carry right? or anything else? Huh? You can also have carry, what do you mean? It could be anything. Yeah. Right, but I'm saying he would know that. So right, that we're right. saying, we right, we would know that. But anything else, he would have to be careful. So he would have to be guarding himself for that. Now, Ravina says, Ravina Amar, Rabbi Yudah You don't have to amend anything and you don't have to change anything. Just interpret Rabbi Yudah in his context, right? Which is, he's talking to the rabbis. According to me, a mitzvah doesn't have to go to the mikveh again in the morning. He just went yesterday. However, according to you guys, please at least agree with me. What? Um, that not only does um, not only does uh, the mitzvah have to go, but everyone has to go. In other words, he was arguing with the rabbis on a different point, that the rabbis were saying only the mitzvah has to go when he comes to the Beit HaMikdash. And Rabbi Yudah is saying, really, I hold that the mitzvah doesn't have to go at all because he's totally, he already went to the mikveh. But at least agree with me that everybody else has to go. And on that, for Rabbanan, mitzvah daish bitum'ah. The rabbi said, no, we disagree. So this is actually a third position, right? Because Ben Zoma said that you have to go and it's intrinsically a mitzvah to go, whether you're Tameh or not. Even if you know you're not Tameh, you have to go to the mikveh before going to the Bet HaMikdash. It's a mitzvah, minatorah, to do it. According to Rabbi Yudah, no, only if there's a doubt you would have to go because maybe that will help you remember something that you're Tameh, you know, it, it, it helps a person, it reminds a person. But the Chachamim are saying, no. A mitzorah is a person who lived for the past X amount of time as a mitzorah. He didn't have to care about tum'ah because he was, you know, he was in a state of, uh, uh, of total tum'ah anyway because he was a mitzorah. So that person did daishiba tum'ah. Dash means it was like accustomed to the tum'ah already. He wasn't being careful. So that person, she says, He was touching all kinds of things. So maybe even after the tevilah yesterday, he touched things. Because he got accustomed to it, right? He got accustomed to touching Tamei things because what difference does it make to a mitzvah if he touches a Tamei thing? He's so, so Tamei, he says Tamei as you could get. 
right? So he became accustomed to doing that. So maybe even though he went to the mikveh yesterday, he touched other tamay things because he wasn't thinking about it, and that's why we require him. But anybody else wouldn't have to, according to this. So that's disagreeing with Benzoma and Rabbi Yehuda. They're saying not only would a not only does a fully tower person have to uh, not have to go, but even a person that we you know doesn't have any uh, assumption either way doesn't have to go unless he knows that he's tamay. That's what the Chachamim are saying. And a Mitzvah is an exception because a Mitzvah was in a state of Tumah that was so severe that he wasn't guarding himself and therefore he might not have guarded himself even after he went to the Mikveh because he's out of the habit. Okay? That's the, that's the third position. Now, Amalia Abayel Rav Yosef Abaye said to Rav Yosef, Maybe the rabbis who disagree with Rabbi Yehuda in the statement above where they said that the Mitzvah has to go to the Mikveh, maybe they actually agree with Ben Zoma. Why are they bringing the example of Mitzvah? To show you the strength of Rabbi Yudah, that Rabbi Yudah doesn't require the Mitzvah to go. Right? But really, they hold like Ben Zoma that everybody has to go. How do you know that they say that only the Mitzvah has to go? Maybe the Chachamim here are like Ben Zoma that everyone has to go, when they go before they go into the Beit HaMikdash, no matter what. And Rabbi Yudah is the one who's making an exception. Or maybe the Chachamim who disagree with Rabbi Yehuda don't agree with Ben Zoma, like we were saying before. They don't agree with Ben Zoma. They are a third position that says that only the Mitzvah has to go in the morning. The second way is right, what we said before. In other words, the Gemara really already said this, but this, the, now it's giving you the conversation of Rav Yosef and Abaye, where Rav Yosef says it, which is that the Chachamim that are disagreeing with Rabbi Yehuda only require the Mitzvah to go to the Mikveh another time, because they're saying that he, being accustomed to not guarding himself from Tum'ah, might have touched some Tum'ah and it will remind him. Uh, of that. But in general, they would not require it. In general, they would say people are careful, they're aware, they're cognizant of it, and we don't require them to go to the mikveh just for the sake of going to the mikveh. So you have three positions. Ben Zoma, all the time you have to go. Rabbi Yehuda, everyone except the mitzvah has to go because every, because the mitzvah just went to the mikveh yesterday, he doesn't have to go again. And then you have the chachamim say, only a mitzvah has to go because since he was so accustomed to not guarding himself from tum'ah, maybe even after he went to the mikveh yesterday, he touched something again. But everyone else, as long as they don't have any reason to think they're tamay, they could go. That's the position of, those are the three positions. Now, Amali Abayel Rav Yosef, Abayel asked Rav Yosef another thing, Tevilazo, chotzetz, o eno chotzetz. And this kind of speaks to uh, your question. Do you have a concept of chatzitzah? In this tefillah, according to Rabbi Yehuda, that the whole purpose of this tefillah is just symbolic to remind you, maybe you were Tamei, and then you would realize, oh, I'm Tamei, what am I doing here? I gotta go home. You know, that if that's the whole reason, so do you really have to follow all the rules of tefillah, and you have to make sure that there's no chatzitzah on the body, there's no interposition, there's nothing on the body, in, you know, between the water and the body? Anything the rabbis make, they make it like a doraita. So if they decided, according to Rabbi Yehuda, they decided, to remind you through doing a tevilah, then they still required you to do a tevilah according to the halacha. They didn't make up some uh, alternative type of tevilah. Okay, Amalei Abayel, Rav Yosef, he asked him again, Is coming into the Bet HaMikdash part way considered coming in or not? Meaning, would it require somebody to do this tevilah? According to Ben Zoman, according to Rabbi Yehuda, in the circumstances that a person is only going to partially enter, not, their full body is not going to go into the Beit HaMikdash, should they require this to be or not? So he said to him, You see that the Mitzvah who comes, according to those who say he has to go to the Mikveh, he has to go to the Mikveh, even though he's only putting his thumbs in. So that's only a partial entry, and yet he has to do it. So according to Ben Zoman, according to Rabbi Yehuda, 
if he if it was necessary, you know, in the cases where it's necessary, according to Rabbi Yehuda, and according to those who hold that it's only necessary for the mitzvah, in all cases, a partial entry is going to require this tevila when when a tevila is necessary. Now, Ibailu, they asked a question. What, why can't we just make a really long knife? And the Shkita, like in the beginning of a Sechet Chulin, where it talks about the Tamei person standing very far, you know, a long knife, and he's able to do the Shkita. Why not do that? Have a very long knife, and, and, and he won't have to come anywhere into the Bet HaMikdash to do the Shkita, because we know that even a non-Kohen can do Shkita. You know, so he can stand outside, do it. A Tamei person can do Shkita. He's not actually going to make the Korban Tamei, you know, uh, in, in, in most circumstances. I mean, it depends what kind of Tum'ah, but in most circumstances, he would not. So, so you can ask the question whether according to Ben Zoma or according to the rabbis, the Pligiele de Rabbi that disagree with Rabbi Uda. In other words, according to Tibayle Ben Zoma, according to Ben Zoma, you can ask the question, Maybe is it that Ben Zoma who holds that this whole uh, procedure of going to the mikveh is actually necessary, it's a mitzvah in its own right, going to the mikveh before going to the Bet HaMikdash, maybe that's only if you actually go in. Right, but if you're outside, even though you're doing a shkita, you won't require it. Or maybe we say we're concerned that he'll end up coming in. In other words, if he's doing anything, what he's doing is happening inside because he's doing a shkita from the outside. So maybe he might, you know, come closer and end up walking into the bed of Mikdash. So therefore, we require him to do the mikveh. So the one question is, according to Ben Zoma, is it only when he's physically going to go into the bed of Mikdash, or if he's doing something inside the bed of Mikdash, even though he's physically outside, he still has to go to the mikveh. We can ask the same question about the Chachamim that argued with Rabbi Yehuda and said that not everybody requires Tevila. Only the Mitzvah requires Tevila. Right? So, so they would say, Maybe the rabbis only disagree in a case where the person's not actually engaged in the Avodah. They're just coming in. So they say, just coming in, to just come in, you don't have to go to the Mikveh for no reason at all. Only the, only the Mitzvah where we have a suspicion of him does he have to go to the Mikveh before he comes in. But anyone else doesn't have to go to the Mikveh before they come in. But if you're doing an Avodah, you're actually doing a Korban, then you should have to do the Mikveh. Or maybe they wouldn't make such a distinction and they would say that whether the person is um, coming into the Bet HaMikdash uh, to do an Avodah or they are just... Uh, or, or they are uh, just coming in stam, it doesn't make a difference. They, uh, they would not have to go to the mikveh unless they had a reason to suspect that they were tamay. And so therefore, in this case, where the person is, on one hand, they're doing an avodah, so you might say it's a more strict case, that they should, you know, they should, we should require them to go to the mikveh, even though there's no suspicion. Or do we say, no, it doesn't make a difference. Um, just like if the person came in to the Bet HaMikdash, the, uh, these other rabbis would say, unless we have a reason to suspect that he's tamay, there's no reason to go to the mikveh. We would also say that, even if he's doing a shechita from outside, even though the shechita is happening on the inside, in other words, he's standing outside, it's happening on the inside. We would say that he doesn't require any mikveh for that either, unless we have a reason to believe that he's Tamei and, uh, and, the, and there's a suspicion, like in the case of the Mitzvah. So, Bezvah Hashem will continue from here tomorrow.